course drop-off rates are absolutely insane. So how do you structure your course to continually bring your students back to their investment and their goals? That is what we're discussing today. Helping your students find success with your course, no matter how much of a self-starter they are. Hi, I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 247 of the Music Teachers Expand online podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Online Music Course Accelerator, the most complete online course creation program for music teachers. If you want to increase your income without adding more students to your weekly schedule, then it's time to build an online course. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Let's start this conversation off with where students come into your course. They are going to come into your course on one of three roads, the highway, the city streets, and the scenic route. The highway is a full speed ahead and wanting to get to the destination as quickly as possible without taking in the sights and sounds along the way. The city streets are laid out such that the most advantageous route to get from where you are to where you're going is going to take a bunch of twists and turns, left turns and right turns and U-turns possibly or detours. Essentially, though, using city streets allows you to take in your surroundings while also working toward reaching the destination in an efficient enough manner. Yes, there might be an extra loop around the block, but that's okay because you're going to still get to the destination. Now, the scenic route is the slowest route to get from point A to point B, but it affords the user an exceptional experience along the way. In order to make sure that your student comes in on the right road or is willing to move to the right road, the sales process needs to be tuned into how the course actually functions. This is the first place that we need to set students up for success before they've even signed up. We can do this by making sure that the course cadence is clearly explained and possibly even providing a sample timeline for optimal results, setting expectations, setting the student up for success before they give you their credit card, before they sign up for your course. This is how we can start the process of helping that student move through the journey. Whether your course material is dripped out or available all at once, the start of your course should again help to set expectations. Mastering musical concepts generally happens outside of the instructional material. It happens in the practice room. This is the first expectation to set. How much time or number of practice sessions should be done between modules, lessons, or chapters of the course? Make it clear to students that the instructional content can be viewed as many times as they need it to in order to understand the content. Someone can watch an instructional video 15 times and then feel like they have mastered that material. They don't have to just watch it once and struggle in the practice room. We want them to know that the material is there to watch and to rewatch and to rewatch as necessary. They may even want to go back to a concept that was earlier on in the course to help them with something that's later on in the course. Lots of flexibility here. Also inside this introductory content, 
I sometimes have my clients include several sample timelines, not just the one that we included with our sales process, but some other timelines that may be encouraging for the student. For most of the students who are choosing to take your course, it is not a life or death decision. And that means that life can often get in the way of their progress, which is why it is so important to build in both manual and automated systems to help your students return to the course platform and keep working toward their goals. This is what I call selling your students back to their studies. If your course is dripped, then there should also be an email that goes out on the same drip schedule to remind your students that the next chapter of their course is available. If your course is not dripped, then emails should go out on regular intervals until the entire course is marked as complete. There are simple ways to do this and much more robust ways. Thinkific, which is the course platform that I recommend, has a built-in mechanism to send reminders to students that they have not completed their course. That could be the very simple thing that you do. I personally like to add students to a re-engagement sequence if they haven't logged in or made progress in a given amount of time. For most of my clients, we just set this up as a manual process that they do each week. We don't worry about using fancy integration software between Thinkific and ConvertKit. That's more work than necessary right now. If you are running a community on Thinkific or a student group on Facebook or Slack or Discord or any other tool that you can come up with, this is a great place to connect further. It can be as simple as a personal email or DM too. Don't overcomplicate it. Just work toward bringing your students back to the course material. Live interaction is another tool to implement. Maybe it's a monthly ask me anything type session where all students can come together with you on Zoom to ask their questions. Another idea is public shout outs on your Instagram stories or elsewhere. It's a great tool to bring students back. And when I talk about public shout outs, I mean calling out students who are making the progress or have had an accomplishment so that other students can be motivated by their peers. There is also the option to offer extra accountability or private teaching or coaching to help a student get into or through something that they are struggling with. In last week's episode, I mentioned the term bumpers to help a student continue to make progress. That's what we're talking about here. Gentle nudges to encourage a student to log into your course platform and learn from your material. I want to circle back to those roads that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. The highway, the city streets, and the scenic route. Your course can be set up on any one of those styles. Okay, there are a lot of ways to create a successful online course. It can really be any one of those styles. If your course is a highway, then it's going to have the teaching material, not a ton of extraneous concepts, and it'll be really heavily focused on the outcome. It can either be available all at once, or it can be in a drip manner where each session your students are able to sit down to the course platform and have a very specific amount of time to dedicate. More of the get in, get out approach. I find that introductory courses for teenagers and adults work well as highway courses, but that's about it. More often than not, I like city streets courses. This is when we build the ideal learning week that includes the practice sessions and possibly some accountability or a community. 
This is absolutely my preferred style, of course, for music education and can be used with every age and every ability. Now, if your course is a scenic route, it's important to keep your students motivated and moving toward their goal because there's going to be just so much more that can be done within each module or chapter. The scenic route is not a style I recommend starting with because you can get buried in the material and go down deep rabbit holes while possibly lose sight of the goal for a period of time. And you know what? Your students can too. So suffice it to say that as much as you probably want to take your students on an amazing journey, it is not the best structure for an online course. I have briefly mentioned communities and assignments and live calls. Let's wrap up this episode with a bit more on those, okay? When we add a community or forum or place to connect with students or aspiring musicians or whatever term you want to use, I personally like aspiring musicians or musicians in training, but that's just me. It helps to build a bond between you and your students and also bonds between your students themselves. I recommend starting a community once you have 10 or more students in your course. If you have some students who complete the course before you start the community and you think that they would be a great contributor to the community, you can set them up as moderators or as experts. Elevating your students within your community has compounding exponential beautiful effects. Now, if you're going to use live calls within your course, make sure that you can stick to your call schedule and that the call schedule works for a large subset of your students. Also make sure that you record your live calls so that they can be watched by students who can't attend as well as future students. This brings in additional value for your course. Live calls should be designed to enhance the course and not as a crutch meaning students can have absolutely zero interaction with you through these calls or the recordings and still achieve the course objective. And as far as assignments are concerned, if you believe that your students will achieve better results by having your feedback, then set the course up to have assignment submissions. If on the other hand, you think that self-assessments are all that your students need, then use quizzes within your course. Without a doubt, some level of assessment is going to be beneficial. It could even be done within your community, like peer assessments. Why not, right? And for that matter, your live calls could be a component of the community rather than a component of your course. With all of this, remember also that you are creating an online course to increase your income and impact without adding more to your daily and weekly schedules. So don't overcommit. I feel like I have to say this because we all want to go above and beyond. Just don't overcommit. Students are going to come to your course because it's the right course for them at this time of their journey. Your course is only going to feel successful to them if they get what they need out of it. Some students are going to drop off. I can guarantee that even if you've added in all the bumpers and keep trying to prod them along. Don't take it personally. It's hard. I know it is. We want everybody to succeed, but it is not your job to carry them along. Just like I said, the live calls are designed to enhance and not as a crutch. All of your bumpers are designed to enhance and not as a crutch. 
don't take it personally. With that, let's wrap up with one final point. None of this needs to be fully implemented when you launch your course for the first time. Learn and grow with your students and evolve it as necessary. Take the time now to do more manual outreach, to do more manual engagement, and you will notice patterns of where people are dropping off and how you can bring them back, add those bumpers, groom them, support them, and help them to achieve the goal of your course. And this episode is that prodding along for you. You can create a successful online music course. I believe in you. I am here to support you. Click on the link to learn more about the Online Music Course Accelerator. Don't be a stranger. And I will be back with a brand new episode for you next week.